0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to tonight's new moon meditation. The exact time of the new moon was early this morning at 7.05 a.m. And so we're now working within the building energies towards the approach to the Libra full moon, which will be on October 20th. And I wanted to begin tonight with a passage from an ancient book of rules, which relates, I thought, to our work this this evening. It relates to the subjective levels of thought, which are the inner correspondence to these outer interlude cycles. There are interludes in the day, like this interlude is in the month. And then there are yearly interludes and much larger cyclic interlude periods. And the interludes are really, though fundamentally, a deep subjective opportunity to tune with the soul. And in the teachings, they're called sometimes the seeds of samadhi. So there's a potent opportunity to Contact spiritual energies. And since Libra is the sign of interlude, I thought it might be interesting to share this passage. It was uh, shared to one of the disciples in the Dinah group. And this particular t- disciple was challenged um, in expressing in the daily life that which was being contacted on the inner planes this disciple was somehow blocked somewhat from using the inner reserves of wisdom that were had been accumulated through subjective work in an effective way to meet the need in the environment and as we know this is one of the primary challenges which many people face on the path that ability to bring through the inner life in a way that serves to reflect their spiritual understanding. The Tibetan compared the life of this disciple to a reservoir which was too full and from which there was not enough being withdrawn to meet the need of the surrounding thirsty country. So it was like there was a damming up of this inner life. All the living waters flowed Over the edges, but they were wasted. And perhaps we could say that this might be a widespread condition today, and it's good, therefore, to ponder how to make those adjustments within our consciousness and also within our outer lives, whereby we can come to more fully tap those inner reserves and meet the need that's so apparent in our world today the passage runs as follows the door opens into the world of that which can be known it opens from the side of mind one once open there enters into thought the dropping rain of that which can be known the other door opens through deep desire it opens into the world which is that which all men know. When both the doors stand open wide, the disciple serves the purposes of the Lord of truth. The rain drops on his heart from out the farthest door. He pours the rain of that which can be known into the world of that which all men know. Thus new flowers of ideas bring beauty to the dusty plains of earth. That's from Discipleship in the New Age, Volume 1, page 362, if you'd like to review it. So this dropping rain is now full. It's hovering with promise over our humanity. It simply needs us to open the door and thereby allow it to pour into our world, causing the many sprouts of the spiritual life which is in humanity to bud and flower, bringing refreshment to the sons of men. So let us follow suit and find ways to use the power of our lives to distribute these living waters on the dusty plains of earth. So let's just take a moment now to link with each other subjectively and then sound together the noontime recollection. We know, O oh Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. Oh. So in order to be more effective, or we might say scientific, in this work, in the interludes, we can bring to bear upon our lives and work whatever understanding we might possess of the energies of the sign under consideration, working with its qualities, building in accordance with that which is available, grounding spirit in matter. The qualities that are raining down upon our world at this time, at this interlude, are those emanating from Libra. Some of the qualities of Libra are balance, poise, analysis, detachment from that which lies around, conferring the ability to focus and withdraw into the inner center and look out from that position And build the needed forms or structures with which to house the light. For Libra is a building sign, a powerful sign related to the seventh ray. Libra counsels us to weigh and balance the pairs of opposites, to not cleave too strongly to one side or the other, to search out the middle ground which helps us see beyond the fractious nature of the present time. It's the light that moves to rest. It's not a passive resting, but rather this focus point of tension and keen perception. These are valued qualities in order to hold steady during this time of the withering of the law and the uprising of lawlessness. The new moon places the focus upon creating those forms or vessels which serve the purposes of the plan. The focus tonight, a brief focus, is upon health and healing. Libran qualities are helpful when we approach this subject because the health of the body is more easily maintained when a condition of balance and poise is established engendering a homeostasis within the system as the result of living rhythmically, cyclically, in fuller alignment with the laws of nature. For an inability to live rhythmically results in imbalance, and its consequence, dis The healing arts are concerned with restoring that ease, that inner balance, so that the body can heal itself. That's the goal, at least. As that inner harmony is established, the body becomes the perfect mechanism with which to undertake its work, its dharma in the world. With the rapid incoming of the seventh ray, we move into a cycle that facilitates healing, we're told, particularly as it works in combination with the second ray of love wisdom, the major quality needed for healing, which is the controlling energy of our entire system, the energy of love. These two powerful healing rays, the seventh and the second are very active in Aquarius as well via its ruling planets, the seventh ray Uranus and the second ray Jupiter. We're told that the most powerful healers are the combination of this second and seventh ray, so we see the potential of this coming age. As a consequence of this inpouring from these new energies, the entire field of medicine and healing will surely undergo major transformations during this coming cycle, even though the planet as a whole, and humanity as a result, will continue to pass through its shock waves throughout the long period of the shifting of the axis of the earth, the shifting between the ages in two major cycles, and the aftershocks of the Shambhala impacts, which are challenging our human mechanisms. These are powerful energies pouring in. During all times of transition between the ages, we move to blend the past and the future into a dynamic whole, which is the present. So, today we find modern medicine has provided us with many miracles powerful diagnostic tools, surgical procedures, genetic research, certain drug therapies, which have done much to alleviate pain save lives and increase longevity for millions of people throughout the planet. Amidst these developments, however, there has been little integration of the holistic techniques, but this is slowly changing as some forward-looking physicians and institutions are beginning to incorporate some of these new measures into their practices. They're becoming more experimental. Alternative techniques are cost effective for they put the focus on strengthening the body's natural immunity. The health of the human body cannot be separated off from the health and stress, however, of overall planetary conditions, and perfect health is a rarity these days. And that's understandable due to the toxicity of the air, water, and soil, coupled with the disturbances in the psychic atmosphere that are responsible for generating fear and anxiety, and they're having a powerful impact on human health. These conditions have resulted in a widespread weakening of the immune system, as well as of the vitality of the etheric, leading to greater susceptibility to disease and viruses of all sorts. And as we well know, the disturbances extend far beyond the physical plane to the astral, which is said to be the root of the majority of disease in our world, and to the mental body as well. Many of the alternative techniques being used today are actually ancient in origin, having been passed down through the centuries. Until during the last century, they were largely replaced by the pharmaceutical industry. Thankfully now, however, ancient techniques are burgeoning, and because of the general air of creativity alive in the alternative health community, there are many new offshoots of these ancient techniques being developed through the use of supplements, herbs, homeopathy, Bach flower remedies, body work, sound, and color healing, as well as a focus on healthy food and lifestyle, we're generating much that is improving and can improve the health and vitality of humanity. And now many peer-reviewed studies are being generated to verify the efficacy of many of these modalities Giving greater credibility to the whole field and helping to rein in some of the misinformation that's part and parcel of the time in which we live. We know that the seventh ray places the focus of attention not only on the physical body, but more importantly upon the etheric, a focus which is demonstrating in many of the new energetic therapies that are being practiced, such as acupuncture which works with the body's energy points and meridians to stimulate increased flow and removal of blockages within the system. Someday, it's said that physicians will be able to cooperate with esoteric healers to achieve greater efficacy in their practice. The influx of the seventh ray will facilitate this as it will naturally bring in souls who are able to work along the new lines through their ability to contact their own souls, as well as the souls of those whom they seek to serve. The various healing modalities used by the healer are simply vehicles through which soul energy can be released. For the soul is the ultimate healer. And the trained healer will have the ability to focalize the healing energies through the scientific use of the energy channels of the body. This ability will be fostered with the developments of etheric vision, which we're told are on the horizon and will become increasingly widespread as the Aquarius energies enter in, enabling healers to work with deepened understanding of the work that they do. In a broader sense, we who work with energy in our group meditations are also, of course, involved in healing, for we're working to build a bridge between humanity and the hierarchy. And through this means, we aid the plan to work out, which is ultimately the most effective way of healing on a wide and broad scale. So now we'll move into our meditation and we'll follow that by some group discussion. So let's just take a moment to link up subjectively with one another and to all those who are working with us in groups large and small throughout the world. Projecting a line of lighted energy towards the mind and focalizing ourselves there in the center of the cross. Come together reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project and recognize ourselves as a group within the heart center of the group of world servers. And from that center, we project a rainbow bridge of energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center. we focus the group consciousness within the center of that hierarchy, the Christ, the world teacher, the five-pointed star. extend the alignment towards the center where the will of God is known, the center Shambhala. We work now within the higher interlude, holding the contemplative mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression, and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on this seed thought. Through the impression and expression of certain great ideas, humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers. precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet from Shambhala through the planetary heart. spiritual hierarchy and the Christ at the center of that hierarchy. Through the group of world servers and into the hearts and minds of men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world. And finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Lower Interlude Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through the members of the new group of world servers, so building the thought form of solution to world problems. Distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light, love, and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds Thank you everyone. So now we would like to hear from you. If any of you have any comments that you'd like to share on the theme or questions that you might like to ask, you can either do that by um, clicking on the reactions button and we'll unmute your microphone or posting a comment in the chat box That we can uh, read to everyone. So, okay, I see a hand raise from Sarah Murphy. Hello, Sarah.
1: Hi, wow, I feel brave. Thank you so much for leading that, and your talk was so interesting to me. I work kind of tangentially in the field of integrative health, I do some blogging for two nonprofits writing about energy psychology and these uh, mind-body practices and how they intersect with our mental health and then physical well-being. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe, so-
0: maybe you could share the links to your blogs if you if you can do that in the chat. In the chat so-
1: yeah. And I have a story. Do you want to hear it?
0: Yeah, I love stories.
1: There's a a client of mine was going to have a colposcopy done. She had had an abnormal pap in the past Uh and has HPV. Mm -hmm. And she and I did a visualization and meditation before her colposcopy. And she was really nervous about the whole thing. And I said to her, well, what would you like to have ideally? And she said, they couldn't find any abnormal cells and there's no evidence of HPV. And we did that in her visualization and meditation. And guess what? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Wow! Yeah,
1: that was amazing.
0: That's great. Power of thought. Yeah, prayer.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Well, that's wonderful that you're you're working in that field. How how, could you just share a little about the work that you do with your clients or your patient, whatever uh, the people you work with?
1: I do. So I'm a, a licensed professional counselor in Pennsylvania and now getting my license in a bunch of other states. I work with an organization called Unite for Her that provides access to people who have breast or ovarian cancer with access to an education about integrative therapies in the local area. They get acupuncture and then nationwide, they get other things like Reiki offered as distant healing, counseling, nutrition, counseling, Uh and yoga lessons. Wow! Yeah. So I wrote a blog for them about the benefits for integrative care for people who have cancer. And interestingly, um, speaking of the Aquarian influence, the American College of Oncologists, clinical, I can't remember. Anyway, the big national organization of oncologists accepted the recommendations of the Society of Integrative Oncologists in 2018. Wow. And they've endorsed acupuncture for um, pain and nausea from treatment and a bunch of the mental health stuff, yoga, meditation, and music therapy and stuff to deal with the depression, anxiety that are so common in that population. Yes.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. What a great opportunity for you having this as your foundation, this work as your foundation to be yeah. able to yeah. translate it, you know,
1: <laughs> that's great. Absolutely. So I'll put in the chat, the the ASEP Association of Comprehensive Energy Psychology is the energy psychology organization. I've been blogging for them and I usually write about the research.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, maybe, put- maybe you could post um something about it also on the, I don't know if you're on Facebook, but we have a full moon and new moon page and it would be nice for people to see, you know, some of your writing on that page. So that would be really good.
1: Thanks. I will.
0: All right. Keep up the good work. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Um, uh, okay. Let's see in the chat, someone asks for an explanation of how the years divided between the higher and lower interludes as they relate to the solstices and equinoxes. Well, it's pretty uh, simple in the sense that we are now, for example, just with this recent um, fall equinox in the Northern Hemisphere, we're passing into the lower interlude. So the equinox comes and then we're passing into the lower interlude, uh, which is consistent of, oh, the interludes in the year are always divided into three three months, three signs. So in this case, Libra is the first, um, Scorpio, the second, and Sagittarius, the third. And then at the very ending, of the lower interlude wherein we work with grounding or expressing as our key as our seed thought said the impression comes in the higher interlude and the expression in the lower interlude Um, and then the last day when the lower interlude ends we have the solstice so the higher and lower interlude of the spiritual year are always bracketed by the equinox followed by the solstice so the higher interlude therefore begins with the spring equinox the vernal equinox the aries uh, point very powerful point so that starts the higher interlude the impression time of impression and it runs through the aries full moon the wasek or taurus full moon and the gemini full moon and then the energies are poured out with the great light of the summer solstice period so those are the two higher and lower interludes and you know that one of the easiest ways to understand the interludes that govern the day the month and the year and the centuries (laughs) is by thinking of it as a breathing exercise you know it is really the correspondence so you in breathe starting at the after following upon the winter solstice, it's that great pause. And then you breathe in for the first three months of the Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. That's the time of in-breathing. And then the breath is held during the higher interlude, followed by the out-breathing during Virgo, Cancer, and Leo. And then the lower pause, of Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius, the lower interlude, wherein again, there's a pause followed again by the outbreathing. So it's just a, it's the great life of our planet. It's, it's his breath. It's the way he breathes the energies in and out that we, in our lesser way, can hope to participate in.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Angela writes 20 years ago, it was hard to find anyone who'd talk about esoteric subjects. As a PhD in holistics, I was almost shunned. It is much more common today, and many are talking about and even receiving energy therapies such as Reiki, reflexology, etc., eating. Even eating vegetarian, vegan is so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a lot easier today. And everything's always changing and things are getting more and more based on science, more and more. And so we can know more fully what's what works and what doesn't, because there can be a lot of misinformation, as I said, in this field, just like in any other field. So it's great that we have this verification. Uh Nick writes, maybe what's going on in the world today are the effects of therapy and healing methodology appearing in human consciousness that's yeah, that's interesting cooperation, ecological sustainability u n sustainability goals, et cetera. We're renting to the importing healing energies and thought forms. yes, thank you, Nick. Nick's from Spain, and so I'm sure. He has a perspective on uh, maybe a light, slightly different in different parts of the world, but here in the U.S., it's certainly alive and well, this field. Uh, Sarah writes, Angela, I get it. I get it. People looked at me like I had two heads. We're moving along. There's decent, there's decent research on Reiki today, and it's in almost every major cancer center offered as palliative care. Very cool. Yeah, that is cool. Thinking what it what it's going to be like as we move each decade forward, it's going to be so much more prevalent because people are demanding it, and that's that's what's that's what shifts change. Clint writes, "We cannot become healthy as a race and restore the divine circulatory flow of ideas or impressions from the hierarchy and still we tar- until we until st- we." start ending our selfish ways and learn to share the resources of the earth so that all may have health. This can only happen when human consciousness shifts from the normally selfish emotional level to a higher mental focus and starts to apply the teachings already given out by those such as the Buddha and the Christ. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, healing's not about holding for ourselves. Is it? It's about the whole basis of health is sharing. And as we know, that includes the money energy of the world, which is said to be the major problem. And so once we solve that one, it'll certainly do much to solve our other problems, one of which is our healthcare systems. And um, Wayne writes the soul's healing capacity along the second and second ray f- rays flows through two laws of the soul the law of group progress ray 7 and the law of magnetic impulse ray 2 these two rays are the rulers of aquarius exoteric 7 esoteric 2 perhaps The Aquarian age will be the age of healing. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, but each age will again then pick up the thread and carry it even further. But I definitely agree. We're going to make dramatic shifts as we enter into this age because we're moving. It's an age of energy. And so we'll be moving from focusing purely on the physical mechanism to the etheric. And the etheric will increasingly be the vehicle through which soul energy can pour because as we know the etheric is responsive to our state of consciousness so if we're focused in the centers below the diaphragm that's the kind of energies that'll be working through our etheric body but as we shift and work increasingly to this opening of the centers above the diaphragm then the energies of the soul can pour through us more readily Sharon writes, I feel with the COVID COVID pandemic will bring up more trauma for clearing and hence the healers will be called into action for this transition. Well, they're already here, of course. (laughs) And we can't forget the devas that are working on the inner and all those who are working on the inner sides to help heal humanity. Um, Santana writes, As a student of various healing modalities, homeopathy, herbs, massage, and reflexology, essential oil therapy, and esoteric healing most of my life, and have found them to work, in England, they had a lot of complementary healing, where doctors and alternative therapists cooperated and worked together. The protocols mandated by the pandemic are very unhealthy and don't seem to want to allow any kind of medicine that could help except the experimental drugs, which has caused a lot of injuries and deaths. If you look at the CDC VARES reporting system, there are groups such as Children's Health Defense by Robert Kennedy Jr. and Stand Up for Health Freedom. It seems that mainstream medicine is trying to squash alternative therapies at present. If groups working for the forces of light stand together and work from the subtle planes, perhaps we can create the thought form of solution for health freedom. Yes, there certainly are a lot of alternatives that can aid people who are going through this crisis in our planet. And unfortunately, as you write, a lot of that information is not so readily available so we have to always look to hear both sides of every story and sometimes that means having to look beyond um, the mainstream media into other sources and get the help that we need so that if we become sick ourselves we have some other tools in our in our toolkit And Angela writes, exactly, Sandana, some of these mandates are very harmful. Okay. Anybody else want to contribute anything? Okay. All right. Then... I'd like to thank you all so much for your attendance and for your creative input to our theme and to all of us contributing what we can towards the healing of our planet, which comes through our ability to not be, to take the lesson of the disciple that the Tibetan wrote about in his um post that he shared with us about you know not letting the inner reservoir which is a reservoir of healing energies that we all hold all of us who meditate and pray we all have this on the inner planes and you can draw upon it and it can pour forth through our groups large and small because it is today an age of group work towards which we're moving which we're in already. And so let's um, access those inner reservoirs and pour out that healing energy of life as Aquarius keynote states so that we can play our part in healing our planet so need of health. So let's just, uh, okay, um, we have... Before we close with a moment of silence, I'd just like to announce the upcoming meeting. So we'll have the Libra full moon, um, less than two two weeks from last night, October 19th. And that starts at 6.30, uh, not at 6, as this meeting did. And then we have our annual World Goodwill Seminar and we certainly hope all of you can do what you can to promote that event through your own through sharing posts that'll be on our Facebook pages. You can share the event with all of your friends and hopefully we'll get a good crowd to discuss our theme, which is... um Oh gosh, I don't remember the title right? It's off the top of my head, but it's to do with regenerating our society, imagination and the regeneration of society, I believe it is. So it's a really interesting theme, a kind of healing of our planet through the imagination and consequently regeneration of our, of our societies. And so here are the dates, November 6th, a Saturday. Uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Um, I'm not sure what that's 6 p.m. I think it's that must be the ending of it. For New York, it starts at one, goes to four. Um, and then, anyway, you'll get the information. And so why don't we now end with a moment of silence to link up with all the other planetary groups and individuals who are also working at this time of the new moon. Visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy being healed and transformed. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. See you in the Libra full moon. All right. Good night.